Are you interested in experiencing bliss flowing through every cell of your being? With spiritual awakening, it's totally possible. What I'm about to share with you is an audio clip all about bliss. It's taken from a video that I shared on my Instagram page, at Brent Spirit. Be sure to follow me over there for some of my visual content. But for now, enjoy the clip. Hey, what's up? It's Brent here. I'm going to start sharing some videos like this where I'm just going to speak off the cuff, ramble a little bit about topics that are coming into my my sphere throughout my day-to-day, topics that are coming up with people that I'm working with or stuff that's happening within my own system on my own spiritual path. So today's topic is bliss, bliss and spiritual awakening. Bliss sometimes is associated with an emotion, kind of like happiness, joy, peace, excitement, ecstasy. Truly, bliss is actually a little bit different than an emotion. It's something that the body can experience if the energetics are right, if the body's in a position where it can support a state of bliss. You can experience bliss even in the midst of difficult emotions, even in the midst of anger, even in the midst of shame, guilt, depression. Bliss can be present in your experience. Even in the midst of sickness, bliss can still be present in your experience. With spiritual awakening, what happens is the body opens up to taking in higher amounts of spiritual energy. For the most part, many people have a awakening on the level of the mind. So spiritual energy comes into the mind and it's experienced as consciousness, an expanded consciousness, awakeness, awareness. Eckhart Tolle calls it being. So this is on the level of the mind where you can feel almost like an expansiveness. You may feel as if you're watching yourself from above, from a very high perspective. This is the feeling of consciousness on the level of the mind. Now that awareness doesn't typically have a feeling of bliss. It's more of a mental kind of experience. Bliss is more of a physical type of experience that happens in the body. So when the body enters into that awakened state, when the body opens up, when the heart opens up to experience those higher levels of spiritual energy, then the body starts to relish in this bliss. The nervous system starts to course with that spiritual energy. In Sanskrit, it's called Shakti. Shakti begins to flow through the system, and it can bring with it, at times, a feeling of bliss. So even when there are difficult emotions, even when one can be sick, bliss can still be coursing through the system, and one can really enjoy whatever's being experienced, because there's that bliss that is encompassing all of the mental and physical experiences. In Sanskrit, the nature of reality is called Brahman. And Brahman is described as being Sat-Chit-Ananda. Now, Sat-Chit-Ananda is usually presented as one word. Sometimes it's also hyphenated between three words, Sat, Chit, and Ananda. The hyphenation implies that Sat-Chit-Ananda is one. So what Satchinananda means, Sat is being or existence, Chit is consciousness, Ananda is bliss. So Satchinananda describes the nature of reality as being, bl- being, consciousness, and bliss. 
So bliss is an intrinsic part of the nature of reality. So many people may have a spiritual awakening and they may feel as if, wow, I've realized non-duality. They may feel as if, wow, I've, I've realized the ego is not me or the ego is not real. I've realized no self. That's the being in the consciousness part. But until the body is involved in that awakening, there will be no bliss. So that's why it's very important that we actually take into consideration this body that we're in. What are we feeding it? Are we actually meditating to relax the body? Are we, are we engaging in certain practices to relax the nervous system so that the heart and the other chakras in the system can awaken to allow that spiritual energy to flow through the system so that we can experience the full nature of reality, which is Sat Chit Ananda, being consciousness bliss. So for some, bliss comes in very, very intense ways. It's almost overwhelming, or it can be very overwhelming. For me, early on in my path, when I really started to feel this bliss after experiencing some very profound energetic activations and awakenings, the bliss came, and it was tear-jerking. I couldn't do anything but lay in bed and just cry. It was so intoxicating. That bliss was very intense, and it was coursing through my system, and it was ecstasy. It was incredible. But it was impossible for me to function in that state. It was like being stoned out of my mind. You can't come and operate in the world. I couldn't speak like this. I couldn't share anything. I couldn't run a, a, a photography business like what I run. So the bliss started to relax a little bit, started to chill out a little bit. And I was able to come out of that blissful state and, and begin to re-engage in the world. Interestingly, when I began to go through intense emotional clearings, deep stuff was coming up from, from all of my chakras and energy centers and all deep conditioning trauma and pain and memories and all this kind of stuff was coming up very painful stuff difficult stuff to deal with emotionally and even during that difficult healing crisis bliss was still there and the bliss was there for me and it gave me a little bit of solace it gave me a little bit of space in which I could relax despite having those difficult emotions and feelings coming up then I got very sick. The bliss was still there. And as I, I was able to be with that sickness, well, once again, taking space in the bliss. So when the intense, intense clearing started to kind of fade away, then the bliss remained steadily for me. And then at times it seemed to have disappeared. At times it comes back. It comes and goes as my body continues to go through different changes. So for you, perhaps... You may experience bliss at other times as well. It may come and go and that's fine. There's no need to be attached to that bliss because attachment actually, interestingly enough, will actually keep it away. The idea is to just be free-flowing with the bliss. If consciousness, if universe, if the source of God wants to bring you bliss, let it bring you bliss. Enjoy that. If it wants to give you an experience that's a little bit dry without that bliss, be okay with that too. It comes and goes. There's no need to be attached. There are some spiritual teachers, some spiritual masters that speak very much about this bliss. And they describe their experience of being in the awakened state as being incredibly blissful. There is one teacher that I really enjoy. His name is David Sparrow. He speaks about the bliss a lot. And there are some others that don't really talk about it that much. It seems apparent to me that the bliss can be experienced in a variety of different ways and different intensities for different people at different times. The idea is to be open to that bliss 
And my real message here is to recognize the importance of the entire body. Awakening, self-realization, enlightenment, no self, non-duality. It's not just a mind thing. It's not just a mental thing. Your body wants to relish in the bliss of existence. Support the body. Love the body. Pay attention to your trauma. Pay attention to your conditioning. Pay attention to the, the things that are limiting your nervous system from being able to relax. And allow every inch, every cell of your being to enjoy being soaked in the bliss of consciousness. Sat, chit, ananda. We have to understand the full picture. If your body's not feeling it, that's fine. No problem. Pay attention to the body. Do what you can to support it so that it can hold those higher states of consciousness so that you can then become a radiator, a superconductor of divine energy, which then other people can pick up on and start to vibrate with you in those very high frequencies. So that's my message for you today about bliss.